got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Jessica Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson, right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Take a peek into the lives of the Simpson sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Jolie. We are back with another Newlyweds episode. But first, we're going to get into the latest news, which we died over. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I saw it, I texted Leah. And I was like, did you see it? Like, I just... <laughs> Because oh we, we were already talking about some Jessica or Ashley related thing. Right. <laughs> like five seconds earlier and then she was like, Leah! <laughs> so of course, the other day we all went through the roof when we saw the picture Jessica posted with her laughing against the Amazon background, which I think it's such a beautiful picture because the sunset is happening behind her. And what a good way to announce it for them to send those block letters to her and just say, take, <laughs> take yeah. some pictures. So yeah, she has a deal with Amazon. They are going to be adapting her book, open book, into a series as well as uh, a A docu-series about her life, which is amazing because Jessica said she would not do a reality show. And docu-series is just a fancy word for reality reality show. show. So it says, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. The singer, actress, fashion mogul, and author has signed a multimedia rights deal with the tech and retail giant that includes a pair of TV projects at Amazon Studios as well as a publishing component. The two TV shows, one unscripted and one scripted, are based on Simpsons' best-selling memoir, Open Book. I am humbled and honored to partner with Amazon Studios to bring my story and heart to life on the screen. I am a huge TV fan, and many of my favorite shows live on Amazon, so the gift of this unprecedented collaboration is a dream for me. From our first meeting, I had a visceral connection to every member of this team. I know that parts of my life have been extraordinary, but I also know that many of my struggles are universal. I hope to continue the mission I set out to accomplish in writing Open Book to inspire others to be entertained, moved, and empowered to walk through fear and come out on the other side even stronger. So I think this is brilliant because she really does, especially if you read her book, there's nothing that she does that's fake or really just for money. I mean, when she describes even her house manager as somebody that she's known since she was 10 or something like that. Her, you know, mom runs Jessica Simpson collection, all of that. Everything she does is so close to her heart. And I think collaborating with a platform like this, I know people have their problems with Amazon, which I understand, but it's going to be such easy access. So people that don't even really care about Jessica are going to just be flipping through Amazon Prime and, oh, I heard something about that and they're going to see it and be exposed to her story and maybe there's something in there that's going to help them. I mean, so many things in her story have just helped me. So 
Yeah, that's this is just an easy way for her to just be genuine and gain more fans because there's very, very, very few things that Jessica does that aren't genuine. And what I mean by that is like when her label is trying to push like certain songs, things like that, or it's mm-hmm. kind of more out of her control, but you really can't help but love her. I know. And this just cements the fact that she is still relevant, which is such a stupid word. And she actually talks about that in her book because... She took a lot of time off, obviously, having her babies. And then some of the investors in her collection were like, okay, Jessica, like we need you to get out there. We need you to get the outfits on. We need right. we need our relevant Jessica. We need you to be doing things. And she's like, ugh. You know, she's she's already a freaking multi, multi, multi-millionaire with one of the most successful brands ever. And she's like, can I just raise my child, please? Yeah. But the other interesting aspect of this is... It says the deal also includes publication of two original essays via Amazon Original Stories in 2021, one on motherhood and one on gratitude. Simpson will also narrate the audio version of each essay. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah, it's great that she's interested in writing more. I'm sure that she, since the success of this book, she's probably already gotten offers to do another book on something more specific like this is her life story but I wouldn't be surprised if she wrote a book on you know how to run a business or how to be a mom or something like that and I know that open book was such a big deal because she had been offered many 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 book deals throughout the years obviously a lot of them were looking for more of a salacious kind of Nick and Jessica tell all kind of thing but then there were a lot of deals that she said that she got offered that were for lifestyle right books you know, like Kate Hudson has one of those. I think she has two now. There's like pretty happy and pretty something. It's like for entertaining. Like she loves entertaining and having her friends over and stuff. So obviously Gwyneth Paltrow has goop and that whole thing. And I think people wanted to kind of push Jessica in that direction. And she felt insincere because she was dependent on alcohol at the time. Right. And she was like, it looks like I have everything together, but I don't feel like I can write a book about how to live. Right. <laughs> that was one of the thing, first things she talks about. And I was just like, wow, like that's for me, that was just such an impactful way to start it. Yeah. And I just love that she's honest about how she feels and she's not just like, okay, I'll do this stupid book just to make another million, you right. know, and whatever. No, she really waited for this right time in her life to do it. And so I'm, I I didn't know that Amazon had this original stories program or whatever. Yeah. I wonder how long the essays are going to be. Like, I just think that's interesting. So that's so cool that that's included in this whole deal. Right. But I like that, that it's the docu-series. It's the scripted TV show. It's the essays. She's probably going to do songs to go along with it. So just knowing like she's going to keep her she's gonna be hands-on but also have her hands in many different projects mm-hmm. i'm just so excited for i'm so so excited me for. too because now we know for sure that there's going to be more and more content right. for us to review now we already have i mean i wrote out everything typed out everything <laughs> that we want to do all the episodes that we want to do and stuff and it's well over a year yeah but i mean i obviously didn't think that after that it would just end but You know, if this is already what's happening and what's happening during a pandemic even, imagine how many more projects they're going to do, how many more things we'll have, and hopefully we'll do this podcast for as long as we can and, you know, just keep going. And then maybe if we do finish and we don't have things to weekly review anymore, we can always just pause for a while and then come back when there's something big or, you know, when something gets released. So 
I'm just so excited that they're two TV series, so there's going to be multiple episodes of both. Right. Which is awesome. So it's not just going to be, you know, a two-hour movie or something. They're really going to be able to dive in and get into the nitty-gritty of the details. That's my biggest question. Is it going to be about, like, a half-hour TV show where it's, you know, like, between, like, 23 to 33 minutes? Mm -hmm. Or is it going to be closer to, like, 45 minutes where it's almost a full hour? That's what I really want to know. I know. I'm thinking, I hope the docuseries is an hour. I feel like the TV show, the narrative show definitely will be. Yeah. But I don't know. You're right. It, it yeah. could be, it could be like they could go with the half hour thing. But yeah, I'm just excited because like Leah was saying, we're going to have so much content. Initially, what uh, the way she wrote out each episode was we'd be covering two episodes of Newlyweds and one podcast episode. Obviously, we talk and go into so much detail <laughs> that that's not the case. So initially, we were looking at, I think, about 58 episodes, and now it's <laughs> going to be double that. Now it's 2,050. Yeah. So <laughs> we can't wait for you guys to just listen with us, and we're going to just grow together and just learn to love Jessica and Ashley even more. Yes. So after the announcement, Jessica posted another post, a family picture with her three kids and Eric and it says, my tears of joy are unstoppable after yesterday's announcement of my partnership with Amazon, which is the re- my return to the entertainment business after so long. Thank you all so very much for all the congratulatory enthusiasm and encouragement over my new upcoming projects. Hearing your stories of struggle, triumph, and resilience inspires me to continue to deliver my vulnerable truth with all of my heart without an ounce of hesitation. The answers are inside of us. The discovery of the hidden places is beautiful to move through. What we all need in this life we have been born into is to discover its purpose. We all deserve to feel compassion for our mistakes, our losses, our pain, and our opinions when we confront them. In this ongoing journey to myself, I have been holding hearts and hands with these soulmates of mine who have supported me unabashedly through my ups and downs. Mm. My gratitude to Eric, Maxi, Ace, and Birdie is immeasurable. And all of this love from you has me in the clouds floating, and now I'm crying again, ha. (laughs) (laughs) Very Jessica. Iconic. Uh, You know, this is just so interesting that this is how she chooses to talk about how she feels after this specific deal like because this could have all just been about it could have been more of a I don't know how to say it like commercialized post or whatever it could have been like oh Amazon has to approve of this post or whatever right it's really heartfelt and this is almost reads as an acceptance speech it's like she's winning an Oscar or something right and at this point in time getting your own Amazon deal is probably better than winning an Oscar (laughs) to be honest with you like that that kind of a development deal and knowing that you're going to have multiple projects that are going to be so accessible for people, it's, it, it makes a bigger mark than a lot of Oscar winning movies, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? In this era of streaming. So I love that she included that as well. And then uh, Eric's post also was really cute. So he posted on his legendary disciplines, this family picture behind the Amazon lights and it says to my amazon woman what a cute double entendre (laughs) i love that maxwell ace birdie and i are so proud of how you figured out how to make these new creative projects come totally from your perspective and heart and amazon has formed such a helpful and supportive team to make your dreams come true you are a warrior of sharing good messages and you are a legend for how much you care about everybody and how you always manifest ways to reach everybody i love you so wholesome (sighs) Eric, we love you. Thank you for being a great husband to Jessica. 
And just goes to show, like, you can tell that it's just from the heart. You know, it's not yeah. just like, oh, I need to get another deal to and make sure that I'm out there. I also feel like for Jessica to agree to this, she must have been like, no, like, I definitely want this much control over the projects, things like that. Absolutely. Because at this point, it's great because she's in a position where she doesn't need money. So no. whatever we see her do in the next 10 years and in the coming years is going to be truly stuff that she wants to do. Because it seems like she has, I don't want to say the perfect life, but she definitely has an ideal life. She's healthy now. She's no longer dependent on alcohol. You know, she has this gorgeous family, obviously is well off, has such a lovely house, has this amazing career with all these different facets that she can dive into at any time. I mean... It's a good thing she's a cancer because I, <laughs> because cancers have the ability to like calm down and take a moment. And I, I just can't imagine waking up every morning and being like, okay, what am I going to dive into today? I could literally work on a song that's going to go on my next album or I could right. do a, you know, I can make a business deal or I can start coming up with a new fashion design or like getting more involved <laughs> with her makeup. Yeah. Or I can do acting again or something. You know what I mean? Like there's just so many... The possibilities are endless for her, and it's just a really good time to be a Jessica fan because we're going to get so many things. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. And like you're saying with makeup, she does have a makeup line. Yeah, I'm interested. I definitely want to get something. I'm not sure what I want to look because I know she's lip kits, but... Mm -hmm. It's kind of under the radar. She's not being aggressive with it. It's just kind of part of her collection. Right. Which I like that it's not this huge thing because... Obviously, the beauty world is so complicated and uh, and competitive, and she has already such a huge part of the market. You know, she already right. does so well that she doesn't really need to post a million Instagrams of her lips or anything like mm. that. And then also, she just came out with a new perfume. She did, Fiend. Fiend, which is such a... That word is such an intense word. Which I... I'm especially interested in this because all of her other ones are fancy nights, like fancy goodness. Everything's like related. Fancy. Fancy forever is the one I just bought. Right. So fiend. I'm like fiend. intrigued. Yes. Uh, and even the other ones, like there's Jessica Simpson signature and 10, but this is like fiend. It's yeah. just so intense, but the bottle's more like girly and cute. And I'm kind of sad because I just bought the gift set. So I feel like I don't want to buy another perfume right now, especially if I don't get to smell it first, which Derek and other people replied to my post asking if it was in store saying it's not. It's exclusive to her website. So I can't even smell it. And, you know, for this one, it's $65 for the bottle, which I paid $25 for my entire set. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, mm, my money's a little tight right now with the virus going on. So I just, I feel bad that I'm not buying it right away, but I just need to... I need to wait. Maybe somebody will get it as a Christmas gift. Hint, family and friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, I, I can't wait. To, I just wish I could like go to Macy's and smell it. Yeah. But I'm sure in time they'll put it in stores. But I feel like right now it's just exclusive to her website. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, why should she have to share the money with anyone? Right. You know? Especially like we're in a pandemic. Just buy it from Jessica's website instead of going to the store. Where... Right, right. Um... So there wasn't any Ashley news, except she posted an Instagram story. One, well, two, actually. She posted one congratulating Jessica. We love that sisterly support. And then she posted another one of her and baby Ziggy, where she had the elf filter on her face. So she looked crazy. Yeah. Someone <laughs> posted about it on Twitter. And they're like, oh, my gosh, she got so much work done. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, Are you she kidding? does have the elf filter on, like, smiley face. No, she did not get yeah. worked. Like, I don't like arguing with people on the internet. That's not my thing. But no. I was just like, 
you can't really see it, but like she had the elf filter on. So so do so stupid. Yeah. Uh, but Ziggy looks exactly like Evan. I think so. I think he's gonna look just like Dagger. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, but it's good. At least she has uh, Bronx, who looks identical to her. Oh That's my true. goodness! So yeah, kind of balances out. Yeah, they have a beautiful blended. Also, family. Jessica noticed us. Amanda again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Amanda posted about about us on her story, and Jessica actually saw it. So thank you, Amanda, for just being awesome, supportive, listening, and. Loving Jessica as much as we do. You know what? I legit am so thankful to her for that because I do think that it's important that she sees other people, like her other fans, vouching for us. I'm sure she's noticed Amanda before because Amanda's such a big Jessica fan, very clearly and obviously. (laughs) So I'm sure she's noticed her before. So um, I just think that's exciting. She definitely, like, I just think that it's really cool that if I ran into Jessica on the street tomorrow, I could be like, I'm the person that just actually Jessica Oh my gosh. Can we have to call Jolie right now? Can you get on FaceTime? (laughs) She'd be like, okay, restraining order. No, I don't think so. She'd tell us like, okay, like, typical cancer energy. Like, all right, let's take a breath. Let's calm down. Let's talk. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so... The episode that we're talking about today is The Platypus. Yes. It aired on September 16th, 2003. And I thought I would do a new segment of where were Jessica and Ashley during the week that we're talking about and what were they doing? So Ashley did not go out to any public events that I know of. But on September 17th, Jessica was at New York Fashion Week. Ooh. And... She and Brittany actually didn't take a picture together, but apparently they saw each other, and I would have loved to know what they talk about. Brittany was at the Diesel fashion show, and Jessica went to the Michael Kors spring-summer 2004 show, and then she went to the Absolute Lifestyle and Honey Magazine present House of Field show with her mom. And she's wearing this, I'll post the pictures, she's wearing this plunging neckline black dress, like her boobs are hanging out, and um, it's just like a little black dress and these bright turquoise heels, and she looks like ridiculously hot. Like she always <laughs> looks beautiful, but this is like a very sexy, out there, just, like she just is so, I don't want to say womanly because that's suggesting that you have to be this way in order to be womanly, which is not what I mean. But she just, I just mean more like she seems comfortable in her own skin. Right. She's clearly wearing the boob tape, so she's probably not as paranoid about them bopping out. And it's just, she just looks really happy in the pictures and really beautiful. So then Nick actually joined her, which I don't know why that was necessary, but (laughs) they went the next day to a party for the new Burberry fragrance collection. And they hung out with, this blew my mind, Misha Barton. There's pictures of them hanging with her. I just want to know, like, were they, I, I want to know what happened during the conversation. Was Jessica an o- the OC fan? Probably. I hope so. Because she has taste. I just, because she, I don't know if Misha was there alone, but it's, it's kind of weird. There's this picture of... Nick is sitting in the middle and he has his arm around on one arm Jessica, on one arm Misha, and they just seem very like comfy. I don't know. It just, it's a little like too intimate for like how I would want my husband to be with someone. I mean, obviously Jessica was sitting right there, but I don't know. They just seem very like familiar with each other and cozy kind of mm. on the couch. And I just want to know because the OC had just premiered. So 
and and newlyweds had just premiered. So like these three people are three of the like hottest, most sought after, most popular people at this point in time. Right. So the fact that they're all together and you especially know, since they weren't on the same network. No, so it's like I mean, I wonder if Jessica was saying, oh my gosh, are you and Ryan going to get together? And yeah. maybe Misha was like, oh my gosh, the chicken or tuna, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining this. I have no idea what you <laughs> talked about. But yeah, I just thought that was funny because that really takes me back. When you see like a group of celebrities together that are so indicative of the, that moment and then like their outfits and everything, it just takes me back. Yeah. So then on September 20th, uh, Jessica teamed up with actually Shaq and Nick was there as well, but I don't know if he performed. I know that Jessica performed, but it was a charity event and it says athletes and entertainers for kids for Shaq-tacular benefiting youth mentoring programs throughout the state in Santa Monica. So obviously our charitable queen donating her time for a good cause. And in this one, she's wearing this cute outfit I love how she would sometimes pair like more casual clothes with heels right so she's wearing these camo cargo pants but then she's wearing these bright I think it was yellow yeah she's wearing yellow heels and it's another pop of color I love how maybe I learned that from her I don't I don't remember but I feel like it was popular at the time to wear like black or white or like a solid color and then have like a shock of color on your shoes or your bag or your belt and I always love that because I love letting one accessory really shine right so I like having you know a big necklace on but then maybe very conservative earrings or something you know I like having letting one thing shine so yeah you shouldn't have all your accessories competing right she was also uh she did a photo shoot for Blender around this time, but it wasn't a sexy photo shoot. It's not risque. I'll post this too. I have so many things to post from this very busy week of Jessica, but I think she actually shot it maybe the week before or two weeks before this, but I found the pictures. I guess they came out like during this week and they're beautiful pictures. They're not sexy. So maybe there was a different kind of Blender thing. I don't know, but interesting. Hmm. Okay. So that's what Jessica was doing. <laughs> The week that this aired. So obviously she was very busy. She was out and about promoting her show as she should. And just being iconic. As always. The outfits were so good this week. (laughs) You'll see. I'm going to post all the pictures. Don't worry. So yeah, other news from 2003. Actually this day, September 16th, it was the day that it was officially announced that Madonna would join Britney in her song Me Against the Music. Yes. So this was a song that Britney already had recorded. It was supposed to be just Britney. And then Madonna and Britney obviously did the performance with Christina Aguilera and Missy Elliott. And during that, Britney played Madonna some of her album. And she said, I want to be on this song. And when Madonna tells you that she's going to be on your song, you nod and walk her into the studio. So, yeah, (laughs) just the two of them, especially after... The kiss. the kiss, yeah. It was a little different than what was on the radio at the time. I really love what Britney did with her album mm-hmm. In the Zone. This is when she was coming back. She was coming out of her break and she started to promote this album. And I just, I love the album. It's very different. It's still pop, but it takes a more synthy, slow, sexy. I mean, obviously she was doing sexy stuff before, but it's more like Slave for You, whereas... The album that Slave For You was on, Britney, that album is very poppy. 
Like it's very just classic bubblegum pop songs, even though her first single was more edgy. Right. And this album took that sound to the max and almost all of the songs have that kind of sound and I just love it I love in the zone it's definitely one of Britney's best I would say I would say that yeah I would say that and circus for me are like my top two Britney albums yeah okay so I just have to say something about that (laughs) okay I love Britney so deeply but I have to say that in the vein of Christina getting completely passed over I mean and Jessica Mm -hmm. Jessica got it even worse because she was third and let's not even talk about Mandy Moore but (laughs) just because Britney came out first you know Jessica or uh well Jessica too but Christina was always compared to her blah 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 I just have to say that I also love circus and I love that era but Christina did the circus thing first she did and I just can't believe that nobody was like Britney Christina already did this. Like, we need to come up with something right. else because there's just c- this constant back and forth between you two that they, I mean, they didn't even have anything to do with it. It was just the press. But I love Back to Basics, which is Christina's 2006 album. Right. And then Circus was 2008. So, wow, I didn't realize it was that close together. So, yeah, especially since it was. Yeah. And thing is that. So Christina's album, Back to Basics, it's a tribute to soul, R&B, big band kind of music, okay? So the whole thing isn't circus, but she has this brilliant part of the album where she has this song, Enter the Circus, that she doesn't sing on. It's like this creepy, whimsical, you know, ringleader inviting you into the circus that is show business. And then she, it leads into the song, Welcome, which to me is one of the best songs ever written about being in the business. It's about putting on a show and having all this makeup and this big production, but it's like, who are you really underneath all that and what really goes on behind the scenes? Like, it's suggesting that maybe some sinister things go on or, you know, like, you'll never believe what happens when everything, when all the lights go down and all that kind of stuff. It's, like, very mysterious and haunting and interesting. And it was, I just feel like, I just wish that that hadn't happened, especially because then on her Back to Basics tour, which I unfortunately didn't get to go to, she does a whole section based on that theme. Got it. That, uh, that's like a circus thing. And of course, I saw Britney's circus tour, I don't know, 70 or 80 times. So like, <laughs> I'm, I mean, obviously I'm kidding. I don't remember how many I went to. Like maybe like three I went to. And she took it to the next level because she had the three ring circus literally at her concert. It was in the round and all of that kind of stuff. It was so cool. But I can't, I, I mean, I kind of give Christina props, especially because she can be kind of bratty in her interviews sometimes. She yeah. can be kind of, Christina will just like tell you. <laughs> Christina will be like, look, I am not happy with this. I think it was kind of big of her to not come out and be like, hey, people are always saying I came after Britney. I did this first. And honestly, I love the whole circus era so much. I was actually on MTV talking about Britney during this time. I won a contest. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. They were they were looking for her biggest fans to come on um, MTV and talk about for the record and all of that. And I won. I was one of like 10 or 15 people that was on this TV special. So, I mean, I have a close personal connection to it. But I still think Christina, once again, got shafted. Yikes, yeah. It makes me sad because I just love, obviously I love Jessica, I love Christina, and it just sucks that because Britney was first, Britney gets all of the best of everything, you know, and she gets thought of as the innovator and stuff, whereas like, yes, Britney was a huge innovator and she deserves so much credit, but it just like, 
it's a coincidence that she came, ended up coming out first, you know? Right. And then there's like, eh, slim pickings for the rest of you. Yeah. And it just goes to show when you look at, like, when you look at the charts, it's like Britney has the best charts, well, the best chart positions. And then Christina has some high chart positions here and there, but not close. Like, it just wasn't, like, Christina didn't have an iconic moment really until Lady Marmalade, but that wasn't even her own song. That was a cover song with other people, you know? Right. Then she had Beautiful, which, which is super iconic, but Britney, like, right out of the gate. Like, when you compare Baby One More Time to Genie in a Bottle, like, the videos, yeah. it just, you can't compare it. It's like, Christina just looks cute in the video, and Britney is literally, like, dropping an asteroid on the planet. Right. Like, if you go to a <laughs> costume party and someone's wearing, like, one of the outfits from Genie in a Bottle, you're going to be like, you might not get it as quickly. <laughs> right. If you see someone in, like, the scroll Girl outfit with, like, the fuzzy pigtail, ponytail holders, you're going to be like, oh, instantly, that's Britney. It's just so funny how all this played out and the fact that they all knew each other and they, they yeah. all, as kids, had... It's just, it never, the story never gets old to me. I just no. find it fascinating. And the thing is... They're all so individually talented in their own ways. And now even Mandy Moore was the fourth one that came out. And I feel like of obviously there were tons of other girls who came out, but the the core four were dealing with Brittany, Christina, Jessica, and Mandy. Even Mandy has now like proved herself 20 years later. She's been working steadily the whole time and has had some great performances and now is like nominated for Emmys and stuff. And it's like all four of these women were so individually talented. And the fact that they were just... <laughs> like just because Britney was successful they're like well this is what you have to do it's like right let well, them be in their own lanes instead of trying to just group them into together right and don't you think it makes sense that Britney was so successful because she was the first so it's like instead of having a clone why don't you have them do what they want then it'll be a first of something else right you know and that's why I love like when Stripped came out it was just it's funny that she had an album uh, an album called Liberation years later because it was such a liberation from I have to look exactly this way. You know, I remember her saying that every single time she had to wear an outfit, the record label would have to approve it. And same thing with Jessica. They were like, okay, we need your top to be shorter and we need your pants to be down lower and mm-hmm. we need you to be even more of a flat stomach. <laughs> you Which know? is so crazy. It's insane. Uh, this is from the New York Post. Not a big happy family. Organizers of New York's Columbus Day Parade maintaining their ban on cast members from The Sopranos for next month's march because the HBO show allegedly perpetuates Italian-American stereotypes. Okay, (laughs) the Columbus Day Parade is too good for the cast of one of the greatest shows of all time. Like, as Tony Soprano would say, go fuck yourselves. I just don't understand. (laughs) Like, Columbus Day, it's literally celebrating when this dude came over and murdered everybody and was like, this is my land now. So I feel like Italian-American stereotypes really are not the biggest problem that these people have on their hands. Right, especially since little did they know, flash forward, what, like, 10-ish years no not even like seven would be getting jersey shore yeah and the thing is like okay yes it does perpetuate italian american stereotypes but it's also a tv show you have to remember that it's dramatized and also it is true like there is still but especially back in the day over the past century there's been many very prolific crime families that live in new york and new jersey and they do have wars and they do kill each other and they do steal from everybody and they this is real you know i mean yes again it's a dramatization just like anything but you're banning them from the columbus day parade oh i'm sure that was devastating (laughs) yeah it's just like they're actors you know this isn't something that (laughs) they're actually doing or it's like like i said even if you compare it to jersey tour i mean like 
Granted, they shouldn't have marketed it towards as them being Italian because most of them weren't even Italian. But oh, on Jersey Shore, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I know uh, Snooki's Chilean. Yeah, and then Jenny's like Irish and Spanish. She's and, so like, clearly Irish. Too. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's like I said, like that's how the show was marketed. But realistically, it was I think what there's like eight of them or nine of them, what whatever, mm-hmm. and they're between the ages of like twenty one to like twenty seven, and they're like, hey, we're gonna put you in this house and. And you're just going to drink and party. You have to work in a t-shirt shop part-time. But, like, we're paying for your food and stuff like that. Like The thing is, it wasn't even – it was a stereotype of young people. Yeah, not not of Italians. Right. It was just – during this time in your life, you go wild, you pee behind the bar, you get arrested, you <laughs> you're dancing on tabletops. Yeah. I think the only thing if you want to really consider it like was like they had like the Sunday dinners, which mm-hmm. might not have actually been on Sundays. Mm-hmm. But that that's very Italian. Yeah, yeah, to have the Sunday dinners, but even there's a lot of families that aren't Italian that do that because Sunday is the day of rest and Yeah, my family does that. Yeah. It's like got to be home for Sunday dinner unless you're like dying and even then. The thing that yeah, <laughs> The thing that always got me about Jersey Shore is not the Italian-American thing. I'm Italian. I'm 50% Italian. My grandparents literally came over to Ellis Island on the boat. So I didn't take offense to that. My thing is more, I'm from New Jersey. So I spent my whole life spending a lot of time at the Jersey Shore during the summer. And the town that they film in, Seaside Heights, that town is the way that they portray it. It's a party town and there's a ton of bars and there's the boardwalk and all that stuff. Part of it's really trashy. And there's the clubs and everything. There's karma. But the rest of the Jersey Shore, which there are maybe like 20 or 30 shore towns, is a family place. It's low-key. It's clean, beautiful, just relaxing. And, you know, there's so many cute – they really embrace the whole beachy shore thing. So there's so many cute places. And there's so many amazing, beautiful restaurants on the water and – the beach houses are so wonderful. You can get anything from like a tiny, tiny little place just to kind of hang your hat in between going to the beach or there's like mansions. Like it's one of the most beautiful places on earth and it makes me sad right? that people think it's this trashy place and that's what the whole shore is. Seaside is like that. Then there's a couple other towns that are more like young, I would say. But most of it is, it's just so beautiful and low key. So that's really my... That's what I would pick on other right. – the people of Seas. I don't know how they actually feel, but I know that the mayor or – I think it was the mayor. They said they brought so much tourism money to the town that they're like, we don't really care what anyone thinks. Yeah. Because <laughs> so it's good for go. all the small businesses that are there. Yeah, and they really needed it after Sandy when the freaking roller coaster was in the ocean, the Jetstar, right. which had been there since like my mom was little. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> But so. yeah, they did like a special about that and it was a whole thing about raising money for the shore and like the specific store they worked in, like, yeah, it's damaged, but like the whole place was heavily mm-hmm. devastated. Yeah. That store's been there forever. That wasn't a fake thing. That guy, Danny, he's still there. He really runs the store that was not set up by MTV. Like he's always there. It yeah. was very normal to he see him. He actually so. owns the the house that they were living in. Yeah. 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 So he he's just like a Jersey guy that got really lucky, lucky. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Seaside is a classic, but if you want to ever, if you want a nice place to vacation, honestly, go to Long Beach Island or Island Beach State Park or Lavalette, Bradley Beach, Avon by the Sea, Long Branch, Belmar. Like, oh, it's just amazing in the summertime. It is. So what was your story? So one of the ones that I found was uh, the West Side Studio building that houses 
Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puffy, a.k.a. Diddy, a.k.a. P. Diddy. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> believe that you're talking about Diddy because I have a thing about Diddy, too. Oh, that's really funny. Okay. His recording studio is being sold to a local investor for $36 million. You know, very casual pocket change. We all have been there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a 2,400-square-foot building uh, that houses Puffy's studio on top, top of, like, a 10-floor building. Yeah, so... Diddy was having a moment at this time. I mean, he had debuted in the 90s, and I feel like his popularity has always kind of gone up and down. There are moments where suddenly he's, like, everywhere again, and then I don't hear about him for another two years or something. Right. But at this time, he was really busy. So the story that I had was that his Sean John line, which, again, we should give credit to him, not just J-Lo. He had one of the first celebrity lines that was really successful. It said that he was opening 10 new stores and that their annual sales had reached $300 million. Wow. And on top of that, he his record company, Bad Boy Entertainment, worked on the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack, which we had noted was number one. At the time. Yeah, so he was doing really well. But then he also, this very week, was sued by a Miami cigar factory. Oh my goodness. Which is just so, that's so like a rich rapper thing. Like, of course you would get sued by a Miami cigar factory. <laughs> it's just too perfect. Which claims the rapper illicitly taped their secret method of rolling cigars and used it in his video, Shake Your Tail Feather. Oh, goodness. So I guess he really enjoyed this uh, method of (laughs) rolling cigars and used it illegally. So I didn't Google how that turned out. I I don't honestly care. I just thought that was an interesting (laughs) piece of news. He's always, like you said, like he's in and out. Because at that point he was also doing Making the Band on MTV. And then it was like the show would be like off air. He'd disappear and then he'd just come back up. Eden's crush, remember? Yes. (laughs) And he also was the, I don't know if exactly what he did. He was definitely a producer of that band Dream, the girl group. Yeah. They were everything. I loved. They were really great. He loves you not. So he was, I guess he helped them form and then he produced their album. And I think it was really cool that he was taking on this kind of bubblegum pop project too. Because he was obviously, he um, put Danny DeKean together mm-hmm. and you know they were they did some kind of pop songs but it was more like R&B influence yeah so I wonder what he's doing right now did he call us yeah <laughs> come as a guest on the show we know you have thoughts <laughs> so that was what was happening at the time of this episode should we get into the episode itself yes the platypus oh my goodness another legendary episode as jessica says in her book the first 10 episodes every single one really did have a humdinger or two in it yeah and so this one was the platypus thing (laughs) but before we get to that the beginning of the episode is just this stupid clip of jessica not being able to close the garage right (laughs) it's a three-car garage and she's trying to close it the middle one's not working and then she presses the ones to the left and right of it and those are opening and closing fine and she ends up getting out of the car to run and trying to get it shut so it's like really wasn't needed for the episode but like it just added a little something yeah it wasn't that funny either it wasn't like there was some disaster it was just one of those things where I don't think they would have left it in if not for the fact that she had already said some dissy things. So they were like, oh, here's another one. You yeah, know? which it really wasn't her fault. The garage door just wasn't working. <laughs> you know, it's not like she like left like shoes and it was blocking the sensor or something. Yeah. So. 
So yeah. then we go to the clips of them in the studio. First yes. we see Nick. Um, He's doing things. Shut up, which he should have done, taking yeah. his own advice. And shut up. But yeah, he wanted to show off his vibe, oh as he says. Um, and then it switches to Jessica. Thank God. So yeah, she's recording Sweetest Sin. And it does sound different than the final song, you can tell. Yeah. She sounds great. I mean, she sings amazingly. And then Nick, it cuts to Nick talking about how being a solo artist is high pressure because all the focus is on you. As if Jessica hasn't been doing that since she was 16. But... <laughs> it's so funny because he's right. And Jessica just does it so flawlessly. I mean, even though she has the weight of the world on her shoulders with all the things she was going through from her past and, you know, just wanting to be free and independent and make the music she wants to make and everything. And yet she has this song, Sweetest Sin, which she seemed into it. But I mean, again, this song really ties into the whole she's a virgin or she was and now she's married so now you know she's ready and it's not a sin because she's married <laughs> yeah it, it's yeah but whatever yeah, but then whatever. um she announces that sweetest sin is officially recorded at the Yay. end of these the series of clips yeah i actually love this episode because now then we go to cincinnati and Nick explains that his grandma was widowed a year and a half prior. Right. And then she met her fiancé, Walt, at the nursing home they both live Which in. Which is really cute. It's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. I'm so happy that she was able to meet someone. Yeah, especially... And, you know, spend the rest of her days alone. Yeah, which is so important. But... So then we get into this whole thing, which I actually think this is so interesting. She's crying at the airport. Right. She's like sitting on the curb. I think they just landed in Ohio and Jessica's really, really upset and frustrated. Yeah. I, it bothers me because she really seems upset. Like she seems offended. She seems hurt. That sucks. I don't understand what they want. So, so basically they want me to sing it like I'm not as good of a singer. Like. I'm just frustrated. I'm so sick of trying to please everybody. You know, she didn't just take it as, oh yeah, it's the label there. They just gave me a critique and I'll go in and fix it. She took it very personally. Right. Also, okay, so yeah, she said it's, she said they said it's too challenging, too bluesy, and that people can't sing along with it. But if you want a song that people can really sing along to, Sweetest Sin is not that song. Mm -hmm. This is a very sexy, like, sometimes when I'm alone and I'm just like listening to Jessica on shuffle or whatever and this one comes on... It's not, it's kind of weird to sing along to because it's just so like, you know, can you imagine us making love? Like, yeah. It's just not, I mean, I will sing along to it, but it's not, it's not like I think I'm in love with you where like when it comes on. Or like public affair. Oh yeah. Yes. In the kitchen, I'm just like, yes girl, you know, <laughs> like, uh, so I mean, I think it's weird that they were worried about that, but it's really a compliment to Jessica. Yeah. That her voice is so good that it's unusually good and that people can't hit those notes right she says that eventually she gets in the car with nick and she's like i don't want to hear them try and sing it yes so so this, love that. this part i love this part because it shows 
that Nick is on her side. He was being such a good husband this episode. Yes. So, okay. There's two different kinds of relationships. There's the kind that you go to your spouse and you say, this person said this thing about me that I didn't like. And the spouse goes, well, I could see blah, 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 blah. And then there's the other kind of relationship where instantly the spouse is like, fuck that. And that's what Nick did. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, obviously you need to be real with your partner sometimes. But like, this was a moment where it really was. Like, there was nothing of Jessica's fault. They don't like the way I sang my single. They don't like the way I sang my single. They said I made it too challenging. That people can't sing along with it. So they want you to go back and re-record it? Yep. Straight from here? Yep. They said I sang it too bluesy. Well, tell them to get a new producer then. Just the label just criticizing the hell out of her for no reason. Yeah, and you have to remember, this is at the tail Maybe not the end, but this is after years of them telling her what to do and, you know, keeping her really under their thumb and telling her she has to be this, she has to be that, she has to be this, she has to be that. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she re-recorded it and then they were like, oh, Jessica, it sounds like you're holding back. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's the kind of, like, hoops that they put you through. And I just love that because I love the moment of her telling him because even though you can't see his face really, it's kind of like from behind, he pauses, like he really listens to her and then he goes, well, tell them to get a new fucking producer. (laughs) Yeah, like he really tries to console her. I love that because he's coming from that place where maybe he makes fun of Jessica, but when someone else makes fun of Jessica. Right, then it's game on. It's over. They need to get a new producer, period. Like he doesn't, he's not asking more questions. He's not like, oh, well, maybe they meant this or that. Nope, he's just like, no. then they need to get a new producer. Get, just get a whole new label while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It just makes them seem like more, like they really connect. Yeah, and this is a very rare moment of unity for yeah because most of the time you're watching this and you're like what why yeah <laughs> but uh key the next scene they're at king's island so i think we referred to this as king's dominion a couple times so i apologize so it's essentially like a six flags and nick worked there in high school and he you know tells jessica that he would go over to groups of girls and just start singing to them mm-hmm. and like when they walk into the park it says welcome nick and jessica so Aww. they were waiting for them to arrive <laughs> i can't believe they put that on the marquee like that probably got so much attention that they didn't want <laughs> yeah we'll get into it like a, once we go down a, like, more, a little bit more into the episode but when Nick's throwing the basketball you could see there was like a big crowd behind them I think it was half because they just you just see like a whole bunch of cameras people are going to gravitate mm-hmm. over but they had I want to say like between like four to like six body like employees bodyguards with them so I was like that's at least good that they're being safe mm-hmm. I mean I think anytime you see cameras around that's the thing is they, just, they, they probably it would have been harder to notice them without the cameras right but with the cameras they just probably surrendered to it yeah they're like, just whatever. easier to spot but maybe this was just a good moment in their relationship because in this whole scene in the the thrill rides as they go on and oh them playing basketball and all of that there's no nasty comments from no. either of them even when she says the platypus thing nick kind of laughs but like in a loving way he's not like Come on, Jess, or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get it together. Yeah, where in, as in other scenes, he's, like, just making this face, like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And this one, he just seems, they just seem in love. Like, maybe they were having a good, a really good day. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't remember if it was the, like, free fall drop ride or the one that they're in, like, the giant circle that essentially, like, flipped them all the way upside down. Like, <laughs> Round of applause to Jessica because I would not do that. But Nick's like, oh, good job, baby. Because, like, I'm sure she was, like, screaming. But, yeah. like, she didn't, like, complain. She's like, all right, let's just do it. Yeah, it was cute. I, I liked 
them in this episode. So then they're playing basketball. Jessica bounces the ball up and hits herself in the face. <laughs> yeah, which... but like laughs it off like a champ. And uh, after they're playing, it's just really cute. Like Nick picks Jessica up and they're like laughing together and kissing. And it's just they seem really in love. Whereas in other episodes, I'm just like, these two people are not in love with each other. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sir, that's your wife, not your roommate. Stop that. Yeah. <laughs> and so then there's the platypus moment where the guy who runs the basketball game, they lose. And so he wants to give Jessica a toy anyway. And she's like, oh, I, you know, I feel bad because I didn't actually win it. Yeah. But they give them a couple platypuses. You know, I, I feel bad taking I mean, no, it because I, I didn't win it. I didn't earn it. I really like platypus. But I don't really care. Like, isn't it platypus? Or is it platypus? <laughs> And then Nick is like, no. <laughs> it's cute though. It's not, again, it's not played like you're so stupid, Jessica. No, it was just like her just having a wholesome moment. Yeah, and she's like, I thought it was platinum up. <laughs> yeah. But like you said before, it's a very throwaway moment. It wasn't even that big of a deal. No, for it to be called the platypus. But I know. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so oh, they talk about how they decided to stay with their friends instead of in a hotel. Right. Which I think is cute because they're always staying in these, their family and friends' little houses. Yeah. And, you know, they don't need that five star. That, and it's also, like, when they travel and have to stay in hotels, it's nice to just be with, like, friends and family. It's like, we get to take it easy. Like, it's a home. It's not a hotel. Yeah. It feels cozy when you stay with your friends and family, and they're, like, cooking breakfast in the morning, and... All yeah. that kind of stuff. So I guess her and Leah go to work out and Jessica's like stretching and Nick slaps her ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, it's not, I, I'm not, I don't think it's inappropriate or anything. I think, again, it's just they were having a good little yeah, period in their marriage here. Yeah. And, um, but he does say, be careful running by the high school. Yeah. He's like, run. He's oh. like, you might pick up some followers or something. I'm like, okay, Nick. I mean, I know he's just saying like, you guys are hot, so, the, yeah. you know, whatever. But it's actually funny because um, when they're about to go for their run, you could see, like, the boom mic kind of, like, dipping down a oh, little really? too low in some <laughs> scenes. Yeah. I didn't notice that. So I thought that was really funny. That makes sense, though. It must be so weird when you're filming a reality show and they're literally, like, holding that mic because, you know, you would think the mics, the packs. Right. Would be enough, but maybe she took it off because she was going to go run. Probably. So they needed to capture. Yeah. So then we have this scene of Nick in the car. They're going out for the night. And right. And he's on the phone with his label, and he's talking about whether or not to have Shut Up as the first single. They clearly want this, I swear. Right. And he prefers Shut Up, and... Honestly, I think he gives a really good argument and a good explanation for how he feels. I hate this song, but I can understand from his perspective what he was thinking because he explains how This I Swear is the more traditional 90 Degrees song and it's what people are used to hearing, but how Shut Up is different and it's edgier and it is important to hit people with something new and differentiate from 98 Degrees. Right. I don't know. What do you think? No, I agree with that because it's just kind of like, well, then why did you leave the group? Why are you doing your own thing if you're just doing the same thing? Right. And I think things are so different now. Like back then when you came out with a new song, you had to hit it with the first single. If you didn't, that was it. And a lot of people actually tried to have careers like Tyra Banks came out with a single. She did. Yes. Yikes. I actually kind of like the song. It was, um... 
oh, I forget what it was called. It was just like a club jam song. It was nothing special, but I, I used to have it on my like mix CDs. Remember mm-hmm. when everybody would burn CDs? I used to burn it on some of my like dance CDs. well and so they just kind of pretended that she wasn't really trying to have a singing career and she just did it for fun but she was like if it had been successful she would have made an album like her makeup line but that's a whole other thing oh my gosh and she has so many things going on right now i don't even know tyra's like a one woman circus yes (laughs) but yeah so you really had to do that whereas now if you come out with a single and it doesn't slap you just come out with another one because it's everything's online and you could have a single totally fail but then the next one might come out and maybe something about it will go viral or you have a certain type of video that people end up liking yeah that's what happened with Lizzo like when she initially put out Truth Hurts she was so disappointed because no one was listening to it Mm -hmm. and she's like this is what I feel like is one of my best songs and then sure enough I think it was like a year and a half maybe two years later that it just blew up and everybody was singing it yeah I had tears in my eyes when I went to the Jonas Brothers concert I mean obviously (laughs) but so the opener for the Jonas Brothers they had BB Rexa and then Dr. Phil's son but before then they had Delizia which is Kevin Jonas's wife's brother he's a DJ and he played I went to three Jonas shows and he played the same mix every night Mm -hmm. and each time it made me emotional because he played a lot of popular songs but when he played Truth Hurts the entire arena everybody sang every word and was dancing and celebrating and I just thought wow you know this took years for this song to become popular yeah and there used to be such a mentality like I'm saying Nick must have felt a lot of pressure like I do kind of sympathize with that because it's like if you did not hit it you were over like it was just like goodbye yeah and for this she released it and you know she had a little bit of a following she was an indie artist but it took, I think, like two years or yeah. maybe, yeah, like, and then it became number one and not only number one, but it was huge. Every single person in that arena was singing it and they weren't there for a Lizzo concert. They were there for the Jonas Brothers, yet right. everybody knew the song. And so it just made me emotional. Like, I was just so happy for her. I was like, wow. So he's talking very, I guess, intelligently about these two songs. And, and he's being pretty firm. He's being firm, but he's also being fair. He's like, if it ends up that it has to be this, I swear, then it has to be this, I swear. Jessica, when he's talking on the phone, she's like shaking her head. And she obviously knows all too well. Yeah. That they just had so much control over her. And same thing with Christina and all of them. It was just these old guys at a board meeting. <laughs> just was, you know? dictating their entire lives, pretty much. Yeah, and... Ultimately, they did let him go with Shut Up, and that was a mistake. (laughs) He probably should have gone with this, I swear, but not because it was 90 degrees sounding. Because it had to do with Jessica and Newlyweds had just come out. So I feel like it kind of hurt him that he was doing this sexier song you know, we talked about this in the dancers video, how Larry Rudolph was like, you should tone it down. It a should be less bit. sexy because people know Jessica and they love Jessica. So they're going to be like, why is he grinding with all these girls? He should have played up. I'm a married man. I love Jessica Simpson. They should have done more stuff where she was in his videos. You know, they, they should have just played it up so much, this couple. Yeah, you like, know? I'm a great man. I'm a great husband. Don't you want something just like this? Yeah. I mean, even shut up that. <laughs> we'll talk about this when the during the video shoot episode, but like, 
she should have been in that video, not these hot girls that are half naked. Obviously, Jessica should be in. It's like because the, the song's talking about how like makeup sex, basically. And it's like, obviously, if you're married to Jessica and you have a show about how you're married to Jessica, then she should be in that video. Right. Just keep it consistent, really. Because it's like, like you're saying, like, yeah, it's about makeup sex. But like, then talk about like that. Just like hype up your wife more. Yeah. Why didn't they do a video at their house? Again, like utilize this house. I was just talking about on the Christmas episode how they should have did like a Christmas set for Jessica's Rejoice videos. How about you do, because they're, you know, he's like scrambling in that video shoot episode to figure out a new video. And it's like, why are you having Dax Shepard? I mean, I love Dax, but in this context, why would you have him come over and do something when you could use the house and you have Jessica, who's now this huge star, and it could be you guys are arguing in the house and maybe the cameras are there and you're like yelling at them to shut up because they're a party to your life now. And then at the end, it's like you guys jumping into bed together because you're making up. Right. Like I get that that probably happened after the whole punked thing. Yeah, I get that but, it was related to punk, but also... punk has nothing to do with newlyweds. Yeah, and Jessica and Nick didn't have one of the more iconic punk episodes. It wasn't like Justin Timberlake's. No. Which was... That was like such big news when that happened. <laughs> you know, that was like everywhere. Everybody was talking about that. But I didn't even remember that Jessica was on punk, you know? Yeah, because it was just brief. But, um, goodness. Like, like I said, even if it was like low budget and it was like... Nick and Jessica, like, you kind of see them fighting, and then, like, Jessica goes upstairs, and, like, she's putting on, like, makeup, and then, like, he just kind of looks at her or something, and he's just kind of like, okay, but, like, at the end of the day, I love you. Just something Yeah, because they were genuinely fighting at the time, so they could have used that, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so they're going out to the club. Yes, and I like this, because we get a montage of clips of, like, them dancing, Jessica has a beer, Nick has a beer, and they're just being so affectionate and loving towards each other, and I'm like, yes, this is what we want to see for newlyweds. Yeah, they look so normal. They just look like a normal couple out yeah, in at a this, bar. this nondescript place, and... Again, I know I sound like a broken record, but Jessica looks so pretty. She's just wearing like a plain white top and she just has her hair curled like nicely. Nothing special on a normal person, but she just, she's the queen of wearing just a plain top and looking like better than anybody else in the world. I think it's her jawline. I think like that, like her, just her like strong jawline facial features, like... She has a very square, strong jaw, but it doesn't make her face look manly. No. Which is truly an accomplishment because, <laughs> so you know how sometimes you see more androgynous models or something and they right. have that very tough looking face and it ages a lot of people and makes a lot of women look manly, like, but no not shade, her. like Adina Menzel has like a more square jawline yeah and she's beautiful but she doesn't have that softness that jessica has no. you know i think it's maybe because jessica's cheekbones are maybe a little bit fuller or something where it's not as harsh jessica's face is the face that people ask for like when they go into the plastic surgeon yeah. she has a her face is just <laughs> I, I mean i i don't even ugh, anywho <laughs> Um, we cut to the next scene where Nick and Drew go to record, I'm sorry, rehearse for Grandma's wedding and Jessica's staying in. Oh, so yeah, the next morning they're all hung over and I love the shot of Jessica asleep on the couch and the dog is like asleep on the, on the floor. Yeah, near her. <laughs> yeah. And, um, right before he leaves for the rehearsal, Nick walks in and he is like, oh, I hurt my knee somehow, no. but like he doesn't remember how. <laughs> That's right. That's such a typical drunk thing is like I never have been that into drinking I think I drank frequently 
during like one three month period when I turned 21 and then I was done. <laughs> but <clears throat> I remember the guy that I had a crush on at the time. We like were drinking together and we had a really fun night. And then he came into work the next day because we worked together and he showed me this huge like, scrape <gasps> that he had on his elbow. And he's like, Do you know what happened? Oh my goodness. <laughs> he's like, Do you know how I got this? And I'm like, I literally have no idea. Yeah. Like Jessica says the same thing. She's like, Well, you dove like out of the way from a car, <laughs> you know, casual. Yeah. I feel like that always happens. To your friends too like they won't remember something and they'll be like wait was I doing this and you're like yeah you <laughs> sung karaoke in your underwear like you don't remember that <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah then they get Wendy's oh my gosh and we get another iconic Jessica Burr probably maybe the biggest one yet yeah and she's wearing her Dickies like pajama pants mm-hmm. so like I think that's fun because Dickies I'm pretty sure is a brand you can get at Walmart so it's just like Jessica just being comfy casual. Yeah, and she's not... Because the thing is, if I had a reality show, I would dress cozy and casual, but I probably would try to have... I mean, you know I have those, like, matching sweatsuits. Yeah. Like, I would try to be more, like, put together, and she doesn't even care. She's just wearing a huge sweatshirt, pajamas, like, didn't do her hair, nothing. And she, obviously, again, like, she's wearing no makeup. She looks so pretty. Like, she's just so young and so pretty, and, like, she doesn't need anything, and... I just don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah, like she's just like hanging out. You know what I think is funny? When people get fast food and they put it on plates. Because I'm always just eating out of the bag. Someone, yeah, (laughs) I don't know if it was Leah or their friend Katie who they were staying with Uh did that. They had it on a plate and I was just like, "Mm, why? It's just a little common, but I don't know. I think that's funny because I... I would never, like, get fast food and bring it back and put it on a plate. Like, I get fast food in the car. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's multiple french fries underneath my seat just rotting away. Or not, depending on where you got them from. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, yeah, then they're rehearsing Mm -hmm. for their performance. And it's kind of confusing because they go rehearse, then Jessica and Leah show up. And then they all go home and then they all have the wedding. So I think it, it they make it seem like it's the same day, but I think that there must have been a rehearsal dinner. Yeah. And then the wedding was the next day. But it's just kind of weirdly edited because it seems like they get ready, they go out, they do this thing, and then they all come back, they get ready again, and then they go. Yeah, <laughs> it was just they jumbled up the clips a lot. But we have this funny moment where Nick and Drew are rehearsing and Nick forgets the lyrics. And Jessica doesn't even notice at first, and Leah's like, wait, he forgot the lyrics? And she's like, didn't he write them? <laughs> yeah. And when you smile, I can feel. Is that how loud it's going to be in he here? I don't remember the words. Did, didn't he write the lyrics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Nick does not need a drink tonight. <laughs> but... We've all had those moments. It's actually one of my biggest fears as a performer because sometimes you know something so well that it's just in your soul and then you just blank for a moment and it's gone. Yeah. It's one thing in theater because you can just kind of like, the, the audience doesn't know the script anyway unless it's like Shakespeare or something. So like you can get away with it. But when it's a song and the band's playing behind, it's so... <sighs> yeah, because if you're not quick, then one, it's obvious. Two, now you're behind with the band and you have to... 
figure out a way to keep momentum. Mm-hmm. Performing in a musical, like, especially when I played the lead in American Idiot, that wasn't, we didn't have a live band, but but even so, like, even worse, at least a live band might be able to help you cover it, but if it's just a track. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, so I, I empathize. I'm not gonna, not gonna pick on Nick for this one. He didn't do anything wrong. No. So yeah, then they all go home. Jessica's ironing her dress. Nothing crazy happens. No stupid comments happen. She's just a normal person. Wasn't this when she makes like the poop comment? Oh yeah, she says she's gonna drop the kids off at the pool. Yeah, and then uh, Katie, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Katie because it was her house. She's like, oh well, pool's closed. It's adult swim. And Jessica's like, I'll give you an adult or like something like that. <laughs> like i love it it's just like because uh, don't get me wrong i was like ew but at the same time it's just like just jessica being herself yeah yeah i think i need to go um <laughs> drop some kids in the pool <laughs> oh jeez okay. come on no some of us are still trying to eat <laughs> the pool's closed oh, <laughs> it's adult swim i'll give him an adult <laughs> <laughs> She looks so pretty and she's talking about how she's gonna go poop. Yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> I don't like when people, I mean, this sounds so stupid, like I'm such a prude or something, like, but I don't like when people talk about bathroom hat. Like, I don't like fart jokes or bathroom humor, really, or gross out humor. It's just not, I'm just not into it. But of course, when she does it, it's cute. Yeah. You know? Especially because it's like, it's Jessica Simpson. This, right. like, sick, like, it. So you think of, like, Jessica as, like, this big celebrity, and she's just like, yep. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's probably her dealing with, I mean, this is psychoanalyzing, but it's like when her record label's forcing her to be so perfect all the time, she wants to make comments that encourage that she's just a normal person. Right. Because she wants to be seen that way, especially by her close friends and family. She doesn't want to be seen as, Recording artist Jessica Simpson. Right. And then Nick's cell phone started uh, going off at the wedding. Oh, was it Nick's? Yeah. Cause he Who was like, had it? Was it? Did he have it on him? I think he had it on him. They didn't show him like shutting it off or anything like that. But like he was looking around and like the way he was so wide eyed, it was just like, oh crap. <laughs> Did you notice how much gel he put in his hair? <laughs> so much. He was like there for like 10 minutes, like he just going like that, really? fluffing up his hair. He was really spraying that hairspray on strong. It was grandma's wedding. He wanted to look good. Honestly, I understand. So yeah, the wedding happens. It's so cute seeing the bride and groom kiss. Yeah. So happy for them. And then Nick and Drew perform My Everything. Which was so cute. You are my everything. Nothing your love will bring. Walter, you make this your bride. They do sound good. They have nice voices. And of course, they show Jessica watching. And she, when they end the song too, like she smiles and she just looks so in love. It was a good moment for them. It was. And so we also thought we would talk about the video for this because obviously it's a 90 degree song. So we're not going to get to it in the Jessica album Mm -hmm. reviews. So we watched, I hadn't seen this video in years but I remembered, like, I had a memory of Jessica in it because she looks so pretty. I know I always say that, but this this specific look, though, I really like on her because she's playing this everyday girl. She's playing a waitress. Right. And so the the concept of the video is, some re- for some reason, 90 Degrees is at the sand dunes. and <laughs> Very casual. It almost looks like a parody of a boy band video. Like, it looks like something that would be on SNL. It's very cheesy. And then they morph into time and space, and they all have different characters. So Nick is 
a tow truck guy. Yeah, he's like a truck driver. He does not pull off the look. Like he's wearing a chain. Yeah. <laughs> like so stupid. But I love Jessica's role. So she plays a waitress. And I think her acting is so good. Like when she first sees him. She just looks so genuinely excited. Oh my god. She looks so cute and so in love. And the way she like jumps into his arms. It really feels. Because I've. I love that when you're at work and your boyfriend comes to visit you, especially if it's a surprise and you were just kind of like, okay, I'm at work. It's the normal work grind and nothing super special is going to happen. Just another day at work. And then your boyfriend shows up and you're like, ah, like that's what I needed to keep me motivated. Yes. It's so fun. They really captured that in this and they look so cute. And I just love the way her hair is done and everything. And she also is wearing a Dolly Parton shirt. Mm-hmm. And little did she know, a few years later, she would be at Dolly Parton's house collaborating with her. And, you know, she was picked to be, to honor Dolly at the Kennedy Center, which we'll talk about in the future didn't really work out. But it started a friendship with Dolly and all of that. So I thought that was really cute that she's wearing a shirt and a few years later, she'd literally be friends with her. It is really cute. And then when you see um, Drew's character who morphs until I think he's like someone in the Air Force or the Army or something mm-hmm. like that. And he drives home and sees his wife. Leah's there. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, she's looks really pretty sitting on the front porch. Yeah, on the swing. Yeah. And then... I mean, this is not really relevant, but I do like this video because I like that then the other two guys, they don't have women. It's like, I think Justin is mourning his maybe grandma. Right. And then Jeff has a daughter. Right. And then she runs to him at the end of the video. So sweet. I like how they were, they were implying, well, not implying, they were showing that you can say my everything and you can sing a romantic song, but it's really, you're thinking of your mom or. Right. Yeah. It it got to me because I remember when InSync had that song, God Must Have Spent a Little oh, More Time on You. I love that. I loved that song and it came out when I was really little. My aunt passed away Aww. and we were so close. Like, she's the one that I have the picture on my fridge of her kissing me when I was like four. Um, it was so sad. Like, it was horrible. And she died really young of cancer. And I remember listening to that song the the NSYNC song and even though it's it's like clearly a romantic song about a girl I was like thinking about it in terms of my aunt so like you can take these romantic songs and apply them to your other relationships and I just thought it was so sweet how they like they weren't afraid to go there and to have even though they're a boy band and they're supposed to be like young and fun and sexy and stuff they let Nick and Drew do the girlfriend slash wife thing and then the other two had this really sweet tribute to these other people in their other life special women yeah. yeah it was just so i was like okay 98 degrees right. like i always get jeff and justin mixed up but <clears throat> i believe it was jeff like like you said he's mourning his grandma but then in, like, no that's the so that's justin that's Justin's justin. the one that has like facial hair and like he's the one that looks like he doesn't not that he doesn't belong, but he the other three like kind of look alike, and he doesn't Got look it. like either of them. Okay. Any of them. So, um, yeah, they show <laughs> Justin first at a cemetery, and then back at his place, and he's looking through a photo album. But his girlfriend comes and sits next to him, and she's comforting him. But it's still like it's not about her. No, it's not about her. And mm-hmm. yeah, like appreciate all the special people in your life. It doesn't necessarily need to be your significant other. Yeah. So. Good for you guys. And also, after I was watching it on YouTube and the autoplay, it immediately played them performing this on their 2013 tour. Oh my goodness. Which was weird, but they have four women come on stage like in a diamond position and they all like are serenading one of the women and then they circulate so each Aww. guy gets to be with each, not be with, but you know what I mean? This like sing to too. each women, woman. And honestly, like 
They were a little touchy, to be honest. Like, not in a bad way. I'm the sure women, the women or the were, guys? The guys. Oh, Like, well. I'm sure the women were thrilled. I mean, it wasn't. It was, I'm not <laughs> yeah. saying anything bad. It was just. It was concert appropriate. Yeah. It was just funny. Like, I don't know. It's just funny to me. Whatever. So, anyway, moving on. Back to the episode. Back to the episode. So, the wedding kind of wraps up. And then we get to see Nick and Jessica in the studio. Yes. So, this is probably my favorite scene in this entire series. Yes. To be honest. When I went into the studio for the second time to record Sweetison, I had to bring Nick in. Uh, Nick's going to help me figure some stuff out. Okay. They said they want right. they wanted people to listen to it and know that I was a singer type thing. So, whatever. I don't know. Okay. I guess ad-libs make you a singer, so. <laughs> I love when they work together. I'm so disappointed that they didn't do a whole album together because I think... I mean, we're hard on Nick throughout this whole thing and we don't really give him credit for being a talented musician. Like we're like, yeah, we like his voice. He has a he has a nice voice, but he is really good at producing vocals. I'd say just milk it a little bit more, you know? You're just rushing just a touch, but okay. I think it sounds great. It's gonna be a good part. Nick is extremely talented and he's an incredible vocal producer. He really gave me the confidence to completely nail the vocal. Just let's save that last line, we'll just get the yeah. middle stuff. He encouraged me all the way through it. It turned out perfect. He is. It's interesting to me that they even let him, like, oh, your husband's going to come in and produce your vocals now? Like, okay. Yeah. Because it's not like he had this huge clout in the music industry or anything. It's not like, oh, you know, my friend Michael Jackson is going to come in here right now, you know? And I just love that they were like, yeah, you know, whatever. Have Nick come in and you could see that she's more comfortable with him. And he really, like, when she's singing in the booth and he's kind of, like, jamming along to mm-hmm. it and, like, he has his fist up and he's like, yeah, like... <laughs> just, like, so genuinely... He's into it. Yeah. It was just... It made me feel warm inside. And also, when she's singing, he steps into the booth, which is really rare. Like, when someone's recording in the booth, like, they're not you're not supposed to be in there because the sound has to be pristine. So if you, you know, move a little bit and the floor creaks, it's like hard to get that out, you know? So usually people are alone in the booth and you're watching from the outside from the glass. And the fact that he was right in there with her and she like hits that really high note. And I think that that's the one that was in the song because it sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds identical to me. So I just thought that was amazing that she needed help and he kind of swooped in with a skill that he had and was able to help her not only improve the song but get the result that the record label wanted so he kind of helped take that burden off of her and it made me so happy just to see them that way. Yeah, just like we said, this is right, especially since we're what? five episodes into newlyweds now yeah and this is like the first like solid time we've seen them like happy and just like be yeah sweet together yeah this is what i wish they were all the time right you know especially because after this season because like all the bickering and fighting and ditzy moments and him being annoyed with her and stuff that's what became the norm so then in the future seasons that's what mtv wanted more of so they encouraged bad behavior yeah which is cringy yeah like 
I don't know. I just, I really wish that they, it wasn't meant to be, but I wish they did an album together and I wish they wrote songs together and he produced her vocals and maybe vice versa. Like I would love to see how Jessica is as a vocal producer. And even again, in the video shoot episode, we get to hear some of her perspective on what he should do and stuff. And I just, I love it because they both didn't have a traditional, I mean, Jessica more because she was younger. They didn't have a traditional, I guess for Nick, it would be his twenties and then Jessica teens. So they didn't go through the same things that other people did, but this is, their strength right this vocal stuff the recording studio the music stuff and it's just so interesting to see like this is definitely one of my favorite episodes yeah I definitely have to read this one a little bit higher up yeah so at the end she says he didn't get any credit but he got a lot of hugs and I actually looked it up to see now I don't have I bought it at the time but I don't have my old CDs with Mm -hmm. me I don't even know where they are packed away somewhere so I couldn't look at the actual liner notes but I, could, I should have dug more online, but I was looking at one thing that had all the writers of the song and the producers of the song, and Nick does not have a producer credit. Damn. He deserves one. Yeah. You gotta give credit where credit is due. Exactly. Like, I am no Nick lover, but of course I'm gonna point out when he did something right, and he did do something right. He did. Yes. So that wraps up the platypus episode. The platypus. Right. <laughs> and so... Now we're going to get into our fashion segment. It's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. This is fun for me. And talk about some of the outfits that were worn in this episode. Yes. The first note that I made is that Jessica's wearing the same outfit from when she used the bathroom. And for some reason, they had to make a huge deal out of the fact that she's a human being that, you know. Uses the bathroom. She uses the bathroom and it doesn't smell good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's wearing that at the beginning. And then the outfit that Nick wears in the studio at the beginning, he's wearing this kind of like, it's too big for him, this rug- like rugby with this collar and these like big thick stripes. And I swear every single boy wore in them. my class wore that every day. That was the 2003 look. It was that and like the puka shell Oh, necklace. Yes. Those give me PTSD. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> and just like baggy, so, so, so baggy jeans. Yeah, for what? Nick's not that bad. He doesn't do the baggy jeans thing really, but the, the shirt was very, it just took me back. Yeah. Like Jessica, when she's in the studio, she's wearing like a white button up with a, like a decent collar. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe jeans. It doesn't really like pan out on her outfit too much. Another just classic plain look that she looks awesome in. Yeah. And I like her at the uh, at the airport too. Her hair's just kind of loose, curly, a little messy, but like natural looking. And she has that pink shirt on over a white hoodie. And it just, she just looks cute, you know, nothing special, just cute. Yeah. And when you're traveling, you want to be comfortable. You don't want to wear something that's like super restrictive. Yeah. And then so at the amusement park, she's wearing a big hoodie and jeans and she has this green army hat these were so popular these green army hats that that were that certain kind of shape almost like a newsboy yeah and they would have like patches on the side yeah i was obsessed so i bought one of these but mine didn't look enough like jessica's so i was disappointed and there was someone else i know britney had one but there was somebody else who wore one maybe it was hillary duff she did wear a lot yeah 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 so i was like i need one of these and i got one and it was okay i think i got it from claire's or something but i wasn't satisfied and then one day i was in my mom's room and i saw the perfect 
Jessica, Hillary, Brittany, army hat. And I was like, oh my God, where did you get this? I need this. And so I stole it from her and wore it (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Then we have Jessica's brown yoga pants and her like corally orange tank top when she goes out for the run. I think they're the same pants from the, the matching set that she wears. Got it. And then she has two outfits. She has the rehearsal dinner outfit. Again, she's rocking the slick back low bun. And she's wearing this turtleneck dress, like this black. Very simple again, but looks gorgeous on her. And then for the actual wedding, she wears the dress she was ironing. Right. The black dress with the flowers all over it and a black shawl. And Leah had a moment. Did you notice Leah's outfit for the wedding? No, I didn't really pay attention to Leah's outfit. Honestly, when Jessica's around, it's hard to pay attention to anything. Mm -hmm. But Leah is wearing a very interesting outfit to me for a wedding. She wore a fitted tan suit like tan head to toe fitted blazer fitted slacks and i thought it was kind of like fashion forward and interesting of her oh that was like the not gray it was like a grayish like taupe almost like pantsuit yeah yeah she had like a like a white or pink tank top i think i don't remember what was on underneath i don't know if i noticed that but i definitely was like oh she's wearing like a fitted tailored suit to a wedding whereas like a lot of people would just not think of that yeah i thought that was cool because in i mean not that she's not doesn't have good fashion but in other scenes i just didn't really notice her fashion she's just like more of low-key kind of person like i would expect jessica to be the one to bring the fashion forward outfit Outfit. yeah she was the one who wore the more normal girl outfit i mean she still looked great but yeah so okay so in both the rehearsal dinner and the wedding i like drew's outfits more than nick's (laughs) which i mean you know doesn't even really matter but yeah drew wore that black v-neck and the white pants which i thought looked pretty good if I do say so myself. So, you know, Leah and Drew looking pretty good at the wedding. Spiffy this episode. Yes. So that'll do it for our fashion segment. And what do you think? Should we rate the episode? I think so. Hmm. Okay. Let me think. I would rate this one very high. I love this one because it's a blend of their normal life with friends and family and their life as artists and musicians because I think a lot of people think of celebrities as separate from the rest of us or something and that their lives are just so glamorous and crazy and whatever they're so rich and blah 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 and this one really shows how you function as a normal person and a celebrity recording artist right it's like you have both things in your day and they're dealing with work just like anybody else like Nick could have just very easily been on a call about you know Tom I need those reports by Monday or right you know but it's like a more glamorous problem I guess to have which singles did I release so these are my favorite types of episodes when you get the best of both worlds right so I don't know what do you what's your rating I would say we're doing it at a five right mm-hmm. I would say a four or like a four and a half out of five like it's not as iconic as like the desserts episode but mm-hmm. it's what I like, would expect from them or mm-hmm. just like they're just happy they're together they're, you see them a little bit with things related to their fame but also just being with friends and family mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted to see what are you gonna go with four out of five what oh I'm gonna go <laughs> with Four out of five Dickies sweatpants, pajama pants. So I'm actually, because this does include what I think is my favorite scene throughout all of Newlyweds of them collaborating in the studio and... I love seeing Nick defensive of her. I love seeing them be more romantic and cute together. I love seeing the family moments and all of that. I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say I'm giving the platypus 
five out of five. Wow. Instances of Nick forgetting the lyrics to his own song. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like that should be celebrated. It should. Well, I guess I... I guess I did end up making fun of him. Oops. It's okay. (laughs) We all have our moments. We really do. It's nothing to be ashamed of. No, not at all. Okay, so now we're going to do the YouTube comments. (laughs) The first comment on part two is just, she's gorgeous from Ashley McGee. Uh, Ashley, you're right. And great name. Kay Shook says, I think ballads work for Nick. He should have went with this, I swear, but oh well. I agree. Like, it's not that he only had to do ballads his whole career, but... Look, if you're going to come out with a different type of sound, it needs to be a better song than Shut Up. Right. Uh, Jimbo Rasp says, and now she's a billion dollar empire. Follow your dreams, everyone. Yes. So love that. So this girl, Tyra Renee, she had, this is the defense of Nick. We have to include these comments as well. Says, I don't care what Nick sang. As far as I'm concerned, his fine ass could sing Old MacDonald Had a Farm and he'd still look delicious doing it. All right, girl. Get it. You know, more more for you, Tyra. <laughs> Gloria says, this show brings me joy after all these years, except the later episodes when you sense their split is coming. Hmm. And then J Star Moore says, oh my god, Nick, horrible music. Yeah. Read to dance says, I actually like the way Jessica sang the song in the studio. I think she sounds better live when she improvises as opposed to her music after it's been edited in the studio, which tends to sound so generic. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree too. So Martha Hernandez says, I like the way she can laugh at her goofiness. She is cute and sweet. It's a reality show and we all can't see what happens behind closed doors. No one should be so mean. She's smart to be where she is at. Yes, Martha. Thank (laughs) you. Exactly. You don't get to be as successful as she is without being smart. Yeah, which is true. Um, (laughs) James H. says, whoever managed Nick's career hopefully is out of the business. His management totally sucked. Mm-hmm. thing is management didn't suck he had larry rudolph but he just i mean he obviously larry is better with somebody like Brittany. i think that is such a natural gifted creative person that she takes the reins and he just kind of maybe advises in certain ways right whereas nick needed somebody that was going to invent a whole thing for him because he just he just missed the mark Yikes. So this one person left two comments. Their name is Happy. And they said, so what's Nick doing now? And then also, I've still never heard of Nick's band. Ow. His band. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. What? Oh my gosh. Katarzyna. Girl, we got a fight. She says, I don't agree. She can't sings. She's not Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey. Most of it's her looks and her pushy dad, which is not true at all. Jessica's a great vocalist. Jessica is still like, Jessica's the kind of person that could have won American Idol just from standing there. Yeah. You know, and singing. She obviously has an amazing voice. So Deirdre McCombs says, Nick should focus on producing. He seems like he has a good ear. He does. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I wonder if he does that now or if he did that a lot after just producing and not having his own, you know, not just making his own music. That'd be cool. Elena1624 said, moments like when Nick was singing along with Jessica, just that look in his eyes, you can tell there's a lot of love there. And then the very next comment says, aw, you can tell Nick really loved her. This episode shows that, you know, the other episodes I'm like, you don't even, it doesn't seem like he even likes her, but this one, as I said, this is why it deserves a five out of five. Right. Small Small says, why didn't Jessica's dad manage Nick? 
And then someone already responded to that and said Nick refused. And it also says in her book, she says her dad never liked Nick. And she said Tina and Casey loved him. So that's also why. But also yeah. Nick already had a manager. So true. And then so Cordelia Brown, she says the opposite of what all the other comments and all the other videos say. So all the other comments say, oh, I can see why they got divorced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one says... Quite frankly, watching these two together, I don't understand why they broke up. They have a creative interaction going on. They support each other. They make each other laugh. They look great together. Now what's the problem? Now he's with Vanessa, who's not very interesting, and he doesn't seem happy with her. And she's with that freeloading guy who fathered her baby. It's too bad. They seemed good together. Maybe it was just an illusion. We'll never know. Cordelia girl, I'm sorry. Eric is not a freeloading guy. He is a very successful football player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he met her, he was not broke, okay? What are you thinking? He's not a freeloader. And he's he's never tried to piggyback on her success or anything. He is seems like an amazing man and a great husband, and she seems so in love with him. And he is ten times the man Nick ever was. So I'm sorry, Cordelia, but you're wrong. And it's also not nice to say Vanessa is not interesting because I think Vanessa is kind of interesting. I mean, okay, obviously we love Jessica. Nobody is Jessica, but... It's not like Nick, you know, downgraded to some horrible person or something. Like, don't shade Vanessa. No, because that has nothing to do with it. No. Um, Someone said, Jessica, girl, change the batteries, like, in her garage remote. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, thanks for putting that together, because I clearly didn't. And then, be fit or die, yikes, says, just started reading her book, I noticed that she barely eats. She was so hard on herself with food which is true because the scene that they're eating in the kitchen just you could see jessica literally took like maybe three bites out of her chicken sandwich like that's it yeah and it's just chilling on the table she was way too hard on herself and she looked great and didn't even if she had been chubby who cares Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah all of these comments just it's so funny they're so the opposite of all the other episodes oh i love nick i need a husband like nick i hope i find a man like nick nick has such a beautiful voice nick is a beautiful beautiful man i mean there's just so many you know so much praise Mm -hmm. for him and it just goes to show how editing changes things in this episode look it's unlikely that during this whole trip he didn't make any of his comments it seems like he made them all the time but they just didn't include them in this episode and so in this episode he's perfect husband They're so sweet together. They love each other. He's helping her with her single. He's supporting her. And in the other episodes, they don't show him being nice. They, I mean, sometimes, but, you know, the other episodes, they show the fights and everything. And then it it makes it seem like, why would these two ever be together? So it's really, you know, you have to, as much as I diss Nick, I do give him credit in these moments because I don't want it just to seem like I'm biased. Same thing with when we did the Christmas album review. You know, we pointed out when we didn't love the song or whatever because even though we love jessica we're being honest and trying to come from a more fair perspective that said uh team jessica yeah (laughs) um cherry on a sunday said nick is so funny though and then Haley harney says jessica is so natural and silly she made life fun nick was lucky to have a dream girl who was talented kind beautiful and could hang hungover on a couch talking about bathroom business uh i love that she is a raw godly woman so yeah, that's so sweet that is true i love those people in your life that they just make everything fun yeah you know and they just make these little comments or they just have this certain vibe that even when nothing's going on you just enjoy your time right so i think that's gonna do it i think so too for our platypus episode our platypus <laughs> yes platypus 
I hope everybody has a safe and happy New Year's. Yes. We're recording this a little in advance, but when you're listening to this, it'll be a few days before 2021, so just make sure that you're not at some crazy party, and I think I'm going to try to reflect on the good things that did happen this year without forgetting the struggle that went on in the world. We can celebrate some things that happened, including Jessica's deal with Amazon, her perfume, Ashley's baby being born. As long as we have these girls, we'll always have something to celebrate. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's one thing I'm like extra thankful for. Like there was a chunk of time where I was furloughed and just like, when am I going to get back to work? Like, what am I going to do financially? But as a whole, I came out of 2020 pretty unscathed and I'm so thankful for that because there's a lot of people who had it so much worse than I did this year. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying for months, if you didn't spread the virus to anyone, you've been extremely productive. You've done the right thing. You've done your part for the rest of the world, literally, because one person could be responsible for spreading it at a wedding of a hundred people. And then that hundred people goes off. And I mean, so many horrible things have happened. So I think we've done a good job. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone out there, just give yourself a break and give yourself some credit because even though we are going to be going through this for part of 2021, hopefully a year from now, we'll be sitting here having done our happy Christmas episode and we'll be just licking each other's faces with wild abandon because there's no... (laughs) Julie's like, no thanks. Yeah, Um, I don't... Yeah, like it took me a while for me to be like, okay, with like Chris is very affectionate. He loves to be like touchy-feely. So it took me a while for for me to be comfortable with him doing that. Maybe maybe like a very aggressive hug. Okay, I won't. <laughs> yes, I'll hug you aggressively. I will not inappropriately use my tongue on any surface. <laughs> All right. I don't know how we got to this, but uh, it's been an interesting year. And thank you so much. This will always be the year in which we started this podcast, which obviously will go on to have millions of listeners, make us millions of dollars. We're almost at 100, so that's a big milestone for us. Us, but yeah, yeah we're just oh, yeah. excited to grow with you guys. By the time this airs, we'll definitely have 100 followers. So yay. Thank we're you. so thankful that you guys are listening yes, and tuning in with you. us. Happy New Year. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. We are so happy that you have tuned in during 2020 and hope that you will continue to tune in during 2021. Don't forget to tell all of your friends. Who know that Jessica's song, A Little Bit, is extremely underrated and should have been higher on the charts, just like all of her other songs? (sighs) Make sure that you tell those people about our podcast because we want them listening. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Ashley and Jessicast, on Twitter at Ashley Jessicast, and let us know what you think about all of our episodes and all of everything in the world our inbox is lonely so send us an email at ashleyandjessicast at gmail.com